0: The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good
1: morning. Welcome to Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell along with Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union joined by a repeat guest today. Nathan Finney. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning.
2: Yes. Yeah. I'm really excited to have Nate back. He is our account services manager here at First Alliance, and you might recall um, he was on episodes with us. Um, almost, you know, kind of back at the beginning, episode 27 on how to avoid debt, and again on episode 28 when we talked about paying off debt. Um, so I'm really excited that he's he's back to join us this week.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to be back. All right. And, of course, welcome back, Nate. Last week, we were talking with Derek Fritz with Olmstead County Public Health Services, and the show was about financial stress in Olmstead County. Jenna, what are are we going to dig into this week?
2: Yeah, so with holiday shopping is obviously in full swing. We've kind of talked about it a handful of times in the last couple of weeks um, already. But like I've mentioned before, most people are likely using their credit cards to purchase a lot of the gifts and holiday type purchases right now. So, and that's that's because it is really ideal in a lot of ways, right? So you can earn and redeem rewards points. You can cover all of the costs of the gifts that you need to buy. You don't have to worry about um, you know running out of cash. At the store, or something like that. So, there's a lot of benefits to using a card, and a lot of reasons why people do. But you really do need to be kind of wary of where you use a credit card this time of year, or really any time of year, for being honest, right? Because, but especially this time of year with the increased spending going on. Um, it's just even more important to talk about this, right? With so many people, you know, busy shopping for the festivities and things, they don't necessarily take the time to really scrutinize where they're making purchases, especially online. You know, you find that that one gift you think is so perfect and it just seems too good to be true. So you click that email link or, you know, it looks or there's a link that looks like it's coming from a store or a delivery service and a lot of times that's how kind of... Um, Uh, Fraudulent charges end up happening because you didn't, you just didn't take an extra minute to really pay attention to what you're clicking on and purchasing. Um, or sometimes just in, because of the fact that you end up with so many charges on your account this time of year that some, a fraudulent one may get missed because you, you assume it's something you purchased or it was something, maybe an authorized signer on a card purchased and didn't tell you about. And so you just kind of overlook things like that. Um, and, you know, so just to drive home how important this point is, again, you know, in a recent survey from Experian, 62% of Americans said that they will do more of their shopping online as compared to last year. So there is even that that chance of having, you know, your your card used or abused by someone is um, it's a little bit higher. And another 24% in that same survey by experience stated that they had fallen victim to credit card fraud over the holidays and previous years. So that's a lot. That's 25%. So it's it's, the likelihood that it will happen to you is great. Um, And as a matter of fact, you know, according to the Federal Trade Commission or the FTC, credit card fraud is actually one of the fastest growing forms of identity theft. So this is a, it's a a big deal. Um, So really in a roundabout really long answer to answer your question, what are we exploring and talking about today? And that is that we're going to be talking about the common types of credit card fraud, And tips for how you can kind of avoid becoming a victim, which is why I've invited Nate here to join us today. Um, You know, he's the account services um, manager. His team at First Alliance helps our members who have fallen victim to credit card and debit card fraud.
1: Wow. Okay. On a regular basis. Excellent topic. Yeah. So I'm going to throw this at you, Nate, I guess. What are the different types of credit card scams that we're seeing out there that people are falling victim to?
3: Right. I, I mean, there's a lot of credit card fraud. It comes in all shapes and sizes. You know, it, it happens online, it happens over the phone, uh, by text, and it and even in person. Um, the biggest thing is you can be fooled pretty easily by fake emails. Uh, they have your information that's already stolen uh, in a data breach that they get information from, or they may even have your cards stolen out of your mailbox when they're sent to you. And that's just a few of the possibilities.
1: I've seen, obviously, well, the the ones that come at you these what they call them spoof emails. Mm-hmm. And they look absolutely real, whether they're from Amazon or Best Buy or any of these other retailers. It's you really have to look closely.
3: Oh yeah, I mean they they do a good job at it. Um, they research it. They they know which types of uh, scams work the best. Um, and there's a whole ring of them that are, that are out there doing these things. So. Um, Good time to talk about all this, definitely. So, one of the frauds that we see quite a bit of is card not present fraud. Um, basically, what happens there is you get, scammers use cardholders' credit card and personal information and use it to make purchases online or by phone. And there's a good reason for that because they, they don't have to have a physical card um, and they can imitate things very easily online.
1: Is that why you have that security code on the back of the card?
3: Correct. You know, so there's things on, on your card to protect yourself, um, but when that card's not actually present for those types of transactions, that's, that's the riskiest part of the transaction is not having that physical card in front of somebody uh, to actually use it.
1: Okay. I imagine there's people out there who actually are making counterfeit cards, too.
3: Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of those things that happen. Um, they actually buy your information on the internet, which is very scary. That there's that much information on the internet that they're actually buying a list of cardholders' names and account numbers, um, social security numbers, and things like that. So it, it it is daunting to think about how much information that they're getting.
1: That's why on social media, I, every time I see the little questionnaire post, they go out there, hey, let's have fun. Let's answer these eight questions about yourself. I just cringe. Yes,
3: yes. That's one of those key, key things that they look for or use to try to get that, that information because you're not really thinking about it. You're just answering those simple questions that you think are, are not harmful. Um, but in many ways, that's, that's exactly how they get that information.
1: What really scares me about this one as well is they could have that card, and I, I, unless I'm paying attention, I may not ever know that they're out there doing this.
3: That's correct. You know, card card not present fraud is difficult uh, to prevent without having a card there, Um, and that's also difficult for the merchant because they can't they can't actually identify the buyer at the same time. So um, there's a lot of protection pieces that we try to put in place for this kind of transaction. Um, so it's always good just to, you know, kind of take a break and make sure that you got everything in place, that if something like this would happen, um, you know what to do.
1: Is there any other forms that this kind of fraud takes on?
3: Oh yeah. I mean, we have even credit card application fraud, um, you know, criminals use that stolen information that they took off the internet or purchase and they actually apply for credit cards. And that's really scary because that type of fraud can go undetected, really, until the, the actual victim of, of the fraud applies for another credit, applies for credit themselves, or checks their credit report and finally finds it.
1: Oh, that sounds like a, a nightmare.
3: Yes. So you, you think about it, a credit card application only takes a few minutes to go through. You know and to get a possible approval um so if you can think of how little time that that takes think of all the time it takes to actually repair your credit if you've been the the victim
1: of fraud right right yeah
3: yeah the victims are really not responsible for for a lot of those purchases but it can take months even over a year to get things squared back on your credit
1: can they actually hijack your account yeah i mean they they
3: can actually scam your uh financial or the credit card company into thinking that um they are the card holders um so they'll actually change passwords they'll change pin numbers once they take things over Um, And that type of credit card fraud will likely be detected when the cardholder tries to use their card or log into their account the next time. So um, that's very scary because they could be off spending on your account and you don't even know it.
1: Yeah. And the the old one uh, we always heard about, and I imagine it's still taking place with a they put the little is in at the gas stations or wherever else it might be is that still going on
3: yeah it's definitely still going on um i, I had a recent article where i had there was a, a ring of those going up on in minneapolis st paul mm-hmm. uh, where they were going on to the actual um Uh, gas stations. They actually had this card skimmers right on the actual devices on the gas pumps. So it's stuff that still happens and they're really good at it. I mean, they're basically using like a 3D printer to print these things that look exactly like the original. Um, It used to be that they were pretty uh, archaic looking or you could kind of tell easily because it wasn't really like the machine that it was on. Um, But now there there's so many useful tools for them be able to do that but you know they're they're putting them right on gas pumps and atms
1: and then they, go ahead
3: uh, no i was going to say what they actually do then is they take all that information from that actual card that was inserted and they send sell that information to other stammers or they'll even make themselves a card uh based off of that information and and use your funds out of your account
1: so much ingenuity going for bad purposes.
3: Exactly. I <laughs> say, right. Man, if these people could use their information for good, it'd if, if, if that much
1: better. And uh, are, are people still the old fashioned way, stealing the actual cards themselves?
3: Yeah, I, it, it does happen. Um, you know, taken out of somebody's account. Um, there are actual wallets or or purses things of that nature that really is the simplest way of of starting out with credit card debt is you know they actually just physically take a card Um, but it Mm -hmm. it does still happen so um, that's why we you know want to have some things that probably help you in those cases right
1: okay what we're talking about
2: Sorry. Oh. I was just going to add in there really quick, um, you know, the, that lost and stolen card issue is is a real problem, and that's exactly why we have that My Cards feature that I've talked about before on the show built right into our mobile app, is so that if, if you do ever lose your card or you believe that your card information has been stolen, you can literally just shut it off, and no one can use it. So, you know, if you're not sure if you lost it, you can still shut it off, and it's just a, it's a good backup. Um, to help protect yourself from being taken advantage of.
1: And then as soon as you find it, you can unlock it. And you're back in business. Perfect. Yep. All right, we're we're talking about credit card fraud this week on Good Money Moves. Nate Finney with us from First Alliance Credit Union, along with Jenna Tobel, and we'll be right back on News 1340 KROC AM and
0: 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Credit card fraud is the subject this week on Good Money Moves here on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Nate Finney and Jenna Tobel with First Alliance Credit Union with us. Um, Nate, what are what are some of the red flags that I should be watching for? Somebody, anybody should be watching for if they have fallen victim to this type of fraud
3: right I think the best way to spot credit card fraud is to monitor your account frequently for any unfamiliar charges you know it's best practice to probably do this throughout the month so you can catch any of those charges quickly but at a minimum you should review the charges on your statement every month before you pay your balance and if you have authorized users on your account you want to ask them about any charges you don't recognize also Okay. So some people have, you know, a spouse or, or maybe you signed up your your uh, sibling or, or daughter or son on your account to, to help them learn about credit. I, I think it's good just to communicate and make sure that everybody understands exactly what they've made for purchases during a month and just go over that.
1: Yep. I try to do that weekly, and that's always... What is this one? <laughs> right? Yeah. But it, it's usually legit, so it works out, but you're right. That's uh, You just have to talk about it.
3: Yeah. I mean, you can also set up spending notifications for most of, for most accounts, you know, and those notifications can be sent by email, text, or even uh, a push notification on your phone, and they're a great way to see when and how your account, account's being used. Especially if you do have those authorized users on your account.
1: Sure.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay, so.
2: That's a, and I'm just going to chime in again here. Okay, Jenna. That is actually a a feature of that My Cards tool I mentioned um, before the break, is getting those push notifications when your card is used. So.
1: So, so you set it for like a certain amount of money or, you know, a limit or do you just, or I suppose you can set it up to notify you anytime right. it's used. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I
3: mean, it's a really good product because you can actually say just to be sp- spending within a certain region or only if I have my cell phone within, with with myself that I can use this.
1: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got yeah, some it's really good cool. th- features. That's, that's a lot more sophisticated than I thought it was. That's great. Yep. So, what what kind of steps can uh, I take to actually protect myself from falling victim to credit card fraud?
0: Right.
3: Although you can't, like, completely protect yourself from fraud, there's some steps you can take before you come and become a victim. Um, one, one big key is never provide your personal or financial information in response to emails, texts, phone, even if it looks like it's coming from a company. Um, remember that, you know, any good company, including First Alliance, will never will never request your personal information by email, text, or phone. Um, That's just not something that we do. So um, that's one big key. Uh, To protect yourself from like those skimming events, you know, avoid any suspicious card readers, like ones with the sticky keypads or that seem to be maybe haphazardly attached to the ATM or a gas pump. Um, that, that would be a big red flag or, or something to look for. Um, shield your PIN number and account numbers from anybody, like Pi standards, store employees, when you're using your card in person. Um, it's always big. One thing I t- I always tell people is if, if you can't remember your skin that's fine, but don't keep it within yourself on you know with the actual mm-hmm. card because you need both those pieces of inf- information to actually do something to actually have a fraudulent transaction so if you can keep those things separated that's another good good idea yeah. um and not you know i i'm guilty of this myself is just don't let your mail sit in your mailbox for extended periods um The thieves like to go through those. They like to they look for envelopes that look like credit cards to steal, um, but they're also looking for maybe your statements. Um, Why would they look for your statements? Well, those contain your name, your address, possibly a account number. Uh, It gives them a head start to do those uh, transactions like the card not present. If, if you're gonna be away, like say you're going on vacation or away for the holidays, play a vacation hold with the post office so that, those mailed items aren't coming out either. Um, that'd be another good thing. Sure. And for additional protection, consider moving to paperless statements, uh, which we really encourage because that, that makes it very difficult for them to ever receive your information. Yeah. Um, one thing that i like is setting up a alert to notify you of the suspicious of the suspicious transactions um so like for example you could say for anything over a certain dollar amount i want to be notified so for anything over a hundred dollars i always want to get a text message so i can see it yep and another great way yeah. right
2: mm-hmm.
3: um Be careful shopping online, especially with online marketplaces or new businesses. Um, Sharing that information that you're going to make that purchase with on a new website or or person presents a risk. So, you know, you always want to be the one initiating things. I always tell people, you know, unless you've contacted somebody. to want to do something with them like a shop shopping site or are applying for a loan or anything like that if you're if you're the one that's contacting them, that's okay but if you're having somebody reach out to you to try to ask that information sure I typically do decline those kind of things
1: and also oftentimes it's a deal that sounds too good to be true as well
3: exactly I mean I, the, the fraudsters are pretty smart uh, they're gonna play on your hopes and your dreams and, and they're gonna you're, you're gonna have to put up that wall at some point just to say no because um, they, they are very good at what they do and they, they make a lot of money doing what they do right now um, A couple ways we can kind of help protect our identity and avoid scams you know only shop on private internet networks if you're on a public net- network it makes it easier for hackers to take your data and have that sensitive information so what does that mean um, check to see if the website's secure so if it's it has the url starts with https rather than http that indicates the website has a secured t- connection so look for that S at the, at the end of that sure uh, yep. um, means your connection to that website is much much harder to hack um, always keep aware be vigilant when you're shopping online make sure that the site or person you're planning to make a purchase from is legit like i said if you're reaching out to them you know make sure their website is, is legit and that you're understanding exactly what you're getting into do your own research on, on the retailer and especially for social media sellers also those that's another ring of uh, fraud network that uh people are using um and it gets a little scary yes it does yeah even though it might be appealing to kind of quick and buy in order to knock something off your holiday list Take pause, take time, and have patience, and that will serve you better
1: in the end. Excellent. Okay. We have to take another quick break, and we'll return with more discussion about credit card fraud on Good Money Moves this morning on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
0: Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM talking good money moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Good Money Moves. Credit card fraud, the topic this week. Nate Finney's with us, along with Jenna Tobel with First Alliance Credit Union. Um, So what what if I do fall victim? (laughs) And I I did one of these things that, uh, or I just had some bad luck, and I fell victim to credit card fraud. What should I do once I realize I'm in that situation?
3: You know, one of the first things to do is uh, contact your credit card company. If you discover a fraudulent transaction or you lose your card or it's stolen, contact your card company immediately to report the fraud and ask them to suspend or cancel your account
1: or just Wrong use America. the app and freeze it on the first alliance yeah. that
2: too <laughs> yeah. and then also contact the credit card okay
3: <laughs> yep yeah, do both exactly because we want to investigate that and we want to make sure that that fraud doesn't happen to anybody else also right? oh
1: sure yeah mm-hmm.
3: yeah so you know once you contact the credit card company they'll tell you how to destroy the cards and then when you'll receive replacing cards if that's the option you'd like Um, some other things to do you know you can file a report with the federal trade Commission that uh, we talked about earlier Um, filing a police report I highly recommend that you file a police report for your records Um, that's something that you know as things escalate or you know the investigation needs to happen as to how that transaction happened and who's responsible a police report gives great data and it's actually recorded information okay that's a big that's a big key right there Um, I also strongly recommend contacting the credit bureaus you might think that it's just that card that's being affected or that account that's being affected but you don't know the whole scale of everything just with that one one uh, transaction so contact the credit reports bureaus and they can actually freeze your credit. Um, what that actually does is it stops anybody from pulling your credit without you uh, acknowledging it. So they'll, you'll go on there and you'll go to Equifax.com, the Experian.com, the TransUnion.com, and when you put that freeze on your credit, um, they'll set up a new password for you that you would give the financial that you're applying to for, say, a new car or even a home loan, you'll you'll have a code that you can give them so, so that they're authorized to pull your credit. Any other attempts to pull your credit won't happen without that code. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's another great protection. Um, mm-hmm. and then, and then, you know, lastly, you know, make sure that you change your passwords. So if you have your account stored on your phone or your computer at home, you know, take the extra step of changing that password. Cause you know, you just want to protect yourself even more and you just don't know how they got your information.
1: Yeah. The, the passwords thing is one that's probably the easiest to do and the hardest to remember to do.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So Jenna, thanks a lot, Nate, by the way. Great information. What other resources are there out there um, that we can learn more about how to protect ourselves from credit card fraud?
2: yeah well as always I encourage everyone to visit our website firstalliancecu.com um, you know we do have tons of tools and resources that have been mentioned in this show you can find more information about them um, as well as our blog where we release new financial tips and advice every week and we have you know covered topics around identity theft and responsible credit card use and keeping just keeping yourself safe we do have tons more information out there on that as well um, and you know I've been mentioned a couple past episodes of this show. Um, you can go back and listen to those as well at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on Um But you, I also encourage you to get subscribed to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, or Spotify. So you can go back and listen to episodes anytime and get alerts when new episodes are posted. Um, and then, of course, I encourage you to reach out to our advisors at First Alliance Credit Union. You know, they're, we're here to help you make good money moves when it comes to your finances. And that includes helping you keep your accounts safe over the holiday season and any time, really.
1: <laughs> Especially now, because it seems like this is when a lot of that fraud takes place. Yes. All right. Well, Nate, thank you so much. Jenna, you as well. Have a, have a great week. And Jenna, we'll talk to you next week.
0: Absolutely. Yep, thank
1: you. Okay. That's good when he moves on Newstock thirteen forty, Carol C AM and 96.9 FM.